we talk a lot about threesomes here and group things, so that's the experience we're trying to give you tonight. This is Candy here at the box. Uh, the box is presented by Pandora's Fantasy Box, a membership club where adults can explore and connect. Our aim tonight is to educate, inform, entertain, and entice you. Our topic tonight is pharmaceuticals and other enhancements. We are lucky to have Steve here with us tonight because he will talk openly about his use of pills to enhance his sexual pleasure. As usual, I will give you some of the nerdy info that I always do because that's part of my thing. We also have uh, Jesse uh, calling in from uh, Florida, and we have some, uh, not some, we have Alexis who has uh, some tidbits to share with us too. So we're going to talk about pharmaceuticals, and then I'm going to suggest some very sexy alternatives for when medications are not the right fit for you. Um, just kind of background on this, there's no one right way to lead your life, not your sexual life, not your life, period. Personally, I believe that your sexuality is in your mind, in your spirit, and all the outside stuff is just the fun and games and drama we use to express it. I understand, though, that for most people who own a penis, their sexual attitudes are very centered around that dick getting hard and staying hard. Uh, for too long, the uh, stereotype here in North America has been that sexual expression is for young people and the occasional old pervert. We know that is not true. The majority of seniors are sexually active well into their 70s. More than half of those uh, between 75 and 85 report that they have vaginal intercourse two to three times a month. So without doubt, some of those old folks are taking advantage of advances in medication to help older penises um, uh, get and stay erect. But it's not just old folks um, who uh, may consider some of these meds a godsend. Pfizer, uh, the company that markets Viagra, says that their typical user is age 53. 8% of prescriptions are written for men between ages 34 and 40. As many as 20% of all of the um, men who use their, um, well, as, as many as 20% of American men are known to be using one or another of these drugs, some starting as early as their 20s. Um, they are legally prescribed uh, for men starting at age um, 18. Well, First, I want to say how they work in general, and then I want to talk to the person with a penis to tell what they feel like, um, tell us what they feel like. Um, Viagra and the other uh, meds that are like that, they increase blood flow to the penis by relaxing the uh, 
muscles, and arteries. These pills, most of them can be taken up to about four hours before sex, but they're not supposed to make any difference until following sexual uh, stimulation. Okay, so you take it in advance, takes a little while for it to do its thing, and then once you are aroused, then uh, the blood can flow in and, and, well, it just goes from there. Um, Cialis also enhances erections in the same way, but the advantage of it, I am told, is that you can take it up to 36 hours in advance. There is also a hormonal treatment um, that I was not aware of. Steve, this might be something you know something about. It's um, alprostadil, something like that. It is either injected directly into the penis, which does not sound yummy to me, or you um, uh, place a small pellet inside your your urethra, and this helps um, men deal with any hormone uh, deficiencies that they might have. So, all right, that doesn't sound very sexy. Tell us, Steve, how that works out in real life to use these meds. Oh, usually the meds that I'm using are either uh, Viagra or an over-the-counter uh, like extends, which provides up to, to uh, uh, I guess four hours. Um, you take about four hours before you become uh, involved with somebody, and this pill essentially lasts for can last up to seven days. Uh, it doesn't give you an erection, so you're not just taking a pill and getting an erection where you have to deal with that. But it does help with performance. It helps enlarge the penis. You can you can feel it getting enlarged, and quite frankly, it's it's like uh, any tool that you have. It just helps keep it useful when it's being used. And uh, um, you know, at, you get to a certain point in life where uh, you need a little extra help, then uh, quite frankly, it's fun. Um, I mean, it's just fun. So what can you say? Cool, cool. Um, have you had any problems uh, using it? Has timing been wrong? Or um, if you get aroused and then you, I don't know, things don't go well and you're not able to ejaculate, does, you know, does that cause discomfort or problems? Um, I have this vision of somebody taking it, uh, they get all aroused and, you know, the partner walks away and they're stuck with this gigantic engorged dick. Um, so tell us <laughs> the good and the bad. <laughs> you know, um, you get aroused and, and, and um, it, it's not as if it's going to hurt if you don't have an ejaculation. You know, part of the, the erection is, is, well, it's mental. And the pill just helps facilitate that ability, facilitate the mechanics. The whole arousal part is all mental. Uh, so getting excited and keeping that erection has everything to do with how well engaged you are in the, in the experience. Um, it's just the pill helps open up the blood vessels to, to make sure the mechanics are all there and they're working. So, and if you don't have an orgasm, that uh, it's not going to, um, cause any pain. However, 
if I'm erect, uh, I'm going to find a way to have an orgasm, whether she helps me or I help myself. So don't really let a hard dick go to waste, you know? <laughs> well, one of the things, Steve, because I do talk to um, older uh, people uh, frequently, older than you, is um, – uh, yeah, you're going to have fun whether, you know, dicks get hard or not, uh, because and most of that is in your mind. And it is really interesting to try and convince people that you can even have orgasms. Males can have orgasms without the ejaculation. But the ejaculation feels pretty good, too, I would assume. So... <laughs> Kind yes, of visual yes. proof. It's like getting a certificate uh, that that you made it to the end line. Um, uh, oh shoot, my mind went uh, dead there. I had visions of of um, you, you know what I had visions of in my head. Um, <laughs> Alexis, you had something funny to tell us about uh, Viagra. I actually have two funny things to say. The first is. I have a family member who graduated and they invited the founder of the Viagra company to come speak. And he said when the audience found out who he was, all the old people stood up and gave him a standing ovation. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first tidbit. And the second tidbit is my sister's a pharmacist. So a lot of older gentlemen come in to get their prescription filled, whether it's Viagra or the other drug Cialis. Well, unfortunately, healthcare insurance only covers a certain number of pills a month. And this gentleman apparently used all his pills and he was trying to get his insurance to cover the insurance said, nope, we only cover a certain amount of pills. So he decided that maybe he would pay out of pocket because he was definitely getting lucky. So when he found out how much it was, he was, let's just say, not very pleasant. So he left the (laughs) pharmacy came back in and decided to ask my sister's coworker where the Magnum um, condoms were. And she told him where he couldn't find it. So he decided to be, let's just say a little a-hole about it. And he was really rude to her. So he left and, and like he said, it's not in the aisle where you told me. So he goes, I guess I'm just going to have to do your job for you. So he was really nasty to her. So she asked another coworker, they told her where the correct aisle, you want to know what my sister's coworker did? She got on the PA system and she announced it to the entire store. And she said to the gentleman <laughs> who apparently needs Magnum condoms, uh, may I, I told you it was in aisle 14. Correction, it's in aisle 12. Have a nice day. Can <laughs> 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 you imagine well, everybody in the store running over to aisle 12? And here comes this older gentleman who apparently was a dick about not being able to get his meds early, walking by with his head down, going, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it couldn't be too much of a dick. He didn't have his pills, so. 
that's right. That's right. <laughs> you said you use over the counter enhancers too. Do do they work well? They do, and I've used some. Uh, I don't. I can't remember the name, but I've used some that are are phenomenal. Uh, the last one I used was a product called Extend E X T E N Z, and I didn't experience any side effects uh, at all. Now I've used others where it's given me indigestion real bad, and uh, um, you know, one of the the things you do have to be conscious of or considerate of is if you have high blood pressure or any health ailments, what are the contraindications, i.e., how is it going to negatively impact your, uh, your, your illness if you have, high, say, hypertension? How is that going to ha- have an impact if you're taking these pills? In my case, that's not an issue I'm worried about. And, uh, again, like I said, the Extends worked great for me. Uh, there was another brand that I tried that just gave me bad indigestion, which, yeah, I worked around the the moment, but uh, um, it was something I wasn't very ple- wasn't very pleased with. So. Okay, okay. I think um, possibly I, I do sort of rely on people uh, to use their own good judgment about what they're willing to try and not. Uh, but I bet that there is a big market out there of just absolutely useless supplements and things that people pay good money for. So um, this is probably something you want to hear from a friend or coworker that they've had experience with it rather than finding it, you know, a little tiny advertisement in the back of some weird, you know, um, magazine, because I bet there's a lot of abuse about that. So um, that poor, you know, that old man could have gone to the market or or 7-Eleven or something. That's kind of funny. Uh, But they probably would have mocked him there too, if he had that bad attitude. <laughs> okay, well, um, I want to give a uh, short shout out here, and then we'll come back and I, and I want to hear some more stories and opinions. Uh, but first, for all of our listeners, whether you only join us from time to time or you are here nightly, you know that we have juicy things to say. If you have a business, product, or service that would fit with what we are doing, contact us for the opportunity to advertise on one of our several platforms or collaborate with us as a vendor, sponsor, or affiliate. Reach out to us at pandorasfantasybox.com. That's fantasy with a Z because we cannot free the world all by ourselves. So join us. Join us. Okay. So it is um, for all of you, it is absolutely your choice if you um, decide to use um, meds. Um, But I encourage people, including Steve, by the way, um, to experiment with some non-pharmaceutical options. Some of these are real game changers for older men or for anybody who um, has issues with mild or occasional, you know, ED of any sort. But um, 
there are lots and lots of people with penises who do not have any sort of disease or syndrome. It's just sometimes they're tired. Sometimes they're grumpy. Sometimes they're just not in the mood uh, to enjoy everything as much as they <laughs> they want to. So some of these other um, enhancements are really um, appropriate. And any of you who have experience with this, uh, for instance, Jesse, if you have a partner um, that's used this or, or um, you know, share. So number one, cock rings. They are amazing. Uh, you can oh, they're strap phenomenal. On. They are phenomenal. They, they are. Jesse. The difference that that can make. And some. <laughs> Some of them are simple. They just look like, I don't know, like one of those hair bands for a ponytail. Others, you can get them with, you know, studs and periscopes. Think back to Bukowski on that. They don't have periscopes. Um, but studs and bumps, and you can get them that vibrate. You can get them so they work on you. They work on your partner. Uh, you can get them to glow in the dark, all sorts of weird things. So what, um, Jesse, do you like about them? I love the ones that vibrate. Um, you know, it you get that right up against your clit and you're 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 getting that G spot stimulation as well as that clitoral stimulation. It's the best. It truly is the best. Yep, <laughs> it is, it is. And so um, if any men are, I don't know, feel a little embarrassed about, they think it marks them as needing a cock ring, oh, please let that go away, uh, go away, uh, because they have them out there that are really quite an asset to your partner. So just use it as a, a badge of honor. Uh, the other thing that can be nice, not everyone chooses to do it, but uh, this is an all-hands-on-deck kind of experience. You know, if you want to put on your strap, um, sorry to say strap-on, the strap uh, version of the cock ring, then you're going to have your partner there with two hands, you know, cradling your dick, cradling your balls, whatever sort of arrangement you have, and putting that together. The strap-on, strapped ones like that are often leather, so you have the whole tactile uh, sensation of that to add to the mix as well. Uh, Steve, do you have any experience using cock rings? No, I don't, but the way you've described it, it sounds very delicious, um, and I think I would like to. I, I think that would be that would be real interesting to use. They are. So. They are. And as I said, even real young guys, uh, you know, they get in a, in a situation where um, no matter how young you are, you know, it takes time. Uh, to recover, and uh, some of us can be pretty demanding. So having that cock ring can make a big, um, big difference. I want to mention something else, uh, too. This is, um, well, flat-out fluffing. I don't know what else to call it. Uh, fluffing is an actual job. <laughs> you know, uh, they need people... <laughs> 
in the porn industry to keep those dicks hard uh, while they are on camera. And, um, you know, so that's a job. Anyway, a partner can learn to stroke a cock in the most beneficial way. Still feels really good, guys. Um, Because blood comes into the cock in one direction. That's what makes it engorge and get hard. And it flows out in another. So you can actually manipulate that flow, a partner uh, can, um, with the fingers. And um, you can encourage the blood to flow in and to stay in for uh, much longer than it would um, otherwise. There's actually um, uh, my ebook on um, good head, giving it, and getting it. <laughs> uh, that comes out next month, and I actually explain um, that little technique uh, in, in more detail. But, I mean, think about it. Get the blood in and don't let it uh, fly out. There's also, um, there's a company called Hot Octopus, and I just think they have the most adorable spokesman of all time. Um, Super old, super hot dude. Anyway, um, they have a vibrator for men that wraps around a penis, even when the penis is not hard. So you can wrap it around a flaccid penis. Um, men can have orgasms without being erect, um, but some have never even tried. As soon as they have problems getting hard, they sort of give it up or, may, you know, uh, they can't afford uh, or they have health reasons that would not allow them to use the meds. Um, so well, you know, Tandy, I, I'm yeah. sorry if I interject. You know, I had a uh, uh, girlfriend. And there was a period where I could not could not get erect, and she she was able to give me oral sex, and it, it didn't get erect, but I was able to have an orgasm, and she accommodated. And uh, of course, I spent more time giving her oral sex, and obviously I couldn't have penetration at that point. But yeah, you're right. Um, without having erect, you can still have an orgasm and still have a good time. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, uh, later this year, I will be doing, it's not quite a hands-on because it's going to be virtual, but I will have hands-on various dildos and things um, to show all the things that you can do on a non-erect penis. Some are a little easier if the cock is erect, but others work just, just fine. And there is, um, Steve, there's a whole style of lovemaking. I think, oh, there was a book about it called like Slow Sex or something. And um, it's designed to have insertion, actual insertion without a hard uh, cock. Uh, So it's usually from kind of a spooning position. So it's very, very intimate. It's very quiet. It's very comforting and soothing. And um, uh, it's practiced a lot among some of the island communities. Also works real well for larger people. Sometimes that (laughs) 
you've got two big people together, sometimes you can't always get the depth that you want. So um, anyway, I, I will check that out because you're absolutely right. You can have the fun and you can have all the pleasure, um, you know, whether you look like a porn star or not. Um, well, you know, so, Andy, um, uh, I'm sorry. No, go on. I could say something. You know, the the issue of, of uh, getting erect just doesn't occur when you're at an age of in your 40s or 50s. It also uh, occurs even younger. And I'll tell you a story is that one of my first sexual experiences, I believe I was 16, and and I think she was around the same age. And I don't know if it was nerves, performance anxiety. I don't know what it was. Uh, but I couldn't get it erect. And, uh-huh. uh, uh, um, of course, at that age, wasn't sure what else to do. But it was it, it was a traumatic experience. I would say it was an embarrassing moment. But uh, um, it's not just an issue that's, that's something physically wrong. It can be also mental. Uh, Anxiety is a big part, stress. Yeah, absolutely. So stress is a big part, of course, uh, you know, if you're properly hydrated or drunk or whatever. But that issue of performance, for those of us who enjoy group encounters, a lot of men do not realize just how intimidating it can be to drop drawers and try and do it in front of another man. And whether you're, um, oh, Mr. D has a, a, an expression. Oh, whether you're going to cross swords or not, <laughs> whether there's going to be any, <laughs> whether there's going to be any dick-to-dick contact or not, it can be pretty intimidating if you come into a scenario. And somebody's got, you know, a larger dick than you do, or they appear to be more experienced, or you've got your girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever the other, uh, the third person is, or however many, and they're just fascinated with this new person. Yeah, very often someone's not able to get erect in that circumstance. And I, what you were saying about, you know, when you're young, girlfriend, boyfriend, that is embarrassing and nobody knows what's wrong. And uh, so if you are going to have a performance issue like that, it is, you're going to be treated more kindly by an experienced person than you will by someone who's not experienced. Exactly. Have, you seen, have you seen something like that, Jesse? Um, actually, yes, I, I used to date someone who, um, actually suffered from PS, PTSD, um, from when he was in the military and there were just times where he was just too much in his own head mm-hmm. that even while we were trying to have sex, he simply could not get erect. And, he, you know, all you can do is just try to be as as understanding as possible um without making him feel worse than than what because he's already thinking well what's wrong with me why can't i do this why can't i you know exactly so right it's hard it's hard all the way around um 
An- another thing, because it is such a mental thing, I think that there's a big emphasis that we have to, both partners, I'm going to just stick with one-on-one, that both partners have to find sexual satisfaction at the same time in the same way. Um, That's most common probably men, women, um, uh, lesbian couples are pretty good at taking turns. Um, but who says that we have to both be doing something at the same time? So maybe one person just deserves to be cuddled and loved and spoken to and comforted. Um, and they can, um, uh, you know, caress or even get off the other partner. So, again, we need to be, I think, a little kinder <laughs> sometimes to each other, a little more um, understanding. There's another thing that um, can enhance performance, and that's liquor or recreational drugs. Uh, just understand that too much of either of those, and you will not be able to have satisfying sex because you're just going to, you know, you just won't. Um, also, too much, and you might act really stupid. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, speaking from experience, yes. Yes, on both accounts. Well, I'll tell you a story. I had a, uh, I had a girlfriend. Uh, a couple of years ago, and she took me out to this amazing five-star restaurant, and it was her birthday, and she, she paid. I mean, she treated me, and she got me all liquored up. I mean, we I was Jack really buzzing. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, I ended up, we ended up going back to the hotel, and what did I do? I fell asleep. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, obviously, she wasn't very happy, but I mean, that's, that's what happened. Gotta watch the liquor intake. Yes, yes. But if um, social or other anxieties get in the way of you just being able to relax, some people are able to find a um, a reasonable amount that that can work with. Remember, folks, that whatever your ritual is that helps you relax, it might be chamomile tea. It might be, I don't know, stroking your, um, uh, you know, your teddy bear or something. It does not have to be liquor or a drug of some other sort. But sometimes, yeah, you just need a little help to get out of your own head. But if you get too much help, then you're out of your body, too. Um, Well, you know... Sandy, there's also, you know, one of the considerations as you, know, as you get more mature and, and these issues do frequent uh, or they surface, and especially uh, when you don't want them to, you learn to adjust, you learn to accommodate. Maybe uh, if you hadn't spent much time providing oral sex, then guess what? That's where you switch gears. And it, mm-hmm. it's a great exploration. Uh, and also using uh, vibrators. So. The, the penis is only one tool, and uh, you know, any man that's, that's involved needs to understand that his first responsibility is to please his partner, and uh, she will take care of him. So if your penis is not working, then uh, you've got your mouth and you've got your fingers and you've got uh, your vibrator. So try yeah. those tools in addition. 
and all the, all the all the goodies in the kitchen. Mr. D's going to expand out into the garage next week too. So, um, yeah, there there is a lot. There is a lot, and I think sometimes uh, for many men they have to get to something that reminds them of that against their will. You know, uh, because in the movies, in most porn, um, uh, until very recently, it's always been very cock-centric. And uh, so, therefore, if your cock isn't working the way you want it to, that can be really devastating. But it is, I would say, it that is much more of a problem for the man because of his anxiety about it. Women often like it when you have to give uh, different forms of um, attention. Uh, The other thing that I just want to mention, since I was talking about other enhancements, um, my gosh, uh, it helps to keep yourself fit. So more physical exercise in general, that not only improves your physical fitness, but it tends to improve your mental uh, fitness and your psychological, um, uh, your mood and your abilities. So that's important. Mindfulness practices, however you define that. That's why I was saying, you know, if you need to relax, if you need to calm down, uh, don't assume that, you know, alcohol is your only option, those mindfulness practices. Even some good old-fashioned sex magic um, uh, can make a difference as well. So there's no one right way to do things. So um, I don't know. Um, Steve, you've had experience, um, good ones, bad ones, over the decades. Uh, You're looking forward to a whole lot more uh, coming into the future decades. What advice would you give to your younger self? Not about relationships, exactly. We'll save that for another day. But just about your own cock. What advice would you give to young Steve? It's not about you. And it's not about your dick. And it's not about you getting off. It's all about you having a tool, knowing how to use that tool, but also realizing that there's other tools out there that can help provide the the same service that you're trying to provide. And I I call it a service because that's how I see it. You should be servicing your lover. Uh, And take your time. Learn the art. Communicate. Ask questions. Understand one thing that's, uh, that's traditional about uh, women is that they're all different. Uh, unlike men, we're pretty much basic creatures, and, and there's not too much uh, complexity there. However, all women are different, and just because you have a dick doesn't mean you're going to get her excited. The art of seduction begins way outside the bedroom. It begins, it can begin months before, weeks before, days before, uh, and that's where... You have to have your tools, know when to use those tools. And quite frankly, don't be afraid to ask her, how does this make you feel? What can I do better, quicker, faster? Just tell me. And ladies, that's, that's all I would also say is that don't expect us to know everything. You know, we're not the smartest creatures out there. Help educate us. Tell us what you want. And then, gentlemen, it's your responsibility to listen and then provide. 
Let me ask then, Steve, were you ever given any sort of hint like that when you were young, going through sex ed, however you got it, either in school or from your family? My my sex ed experiences weren't really in school. Uh, my sex ed experiences were with older women. When I was 18, I was dating a 28-year-old. When I was okay. 27, I had girlfriends that were 40. So I had people that were experienced that were willing to work with me and teach me and help me become better. And, and I'm very grateful for the experience. Well, and I bet the, the women in your life are too. But what if you had only been surrounded by 16, 17, 18-year-olds? Were you prepared to become a good lover based on the information available to you? You know what? No. Um, and, and it's fascinating because when I had, I guess it really started 18, 19, uh, these girls just would come in and, and they were seducing me. Uh, I mean, it just, they were just, they'd come over and next thing you know, they're on top of me. And uh, I couldn't figure it out why. Uh, but then there wasn't really, it was fucking. That's what that was. It wasn't anything more than just plain fucking. And uh-huh. that, you know, it, cute body, beautiful, but it wasn't the most, the greatest experience. I would say the, the, the best experiences are the ones with the older, more mature uh, lovers who are willing to teach it, not the younger girls. The younger girls are fun, but it's limited as far as, as experience and somebody helping you learn. The older ones are there to help coach and guide and, and mentor you in the process. Okay. And uh, I hope all of our um, uh, women listeners uh, will take this as kind of uh, encouragement. It is easy to compare yourself to sweet young things and, you know, in the advertisements and such. And they certainly have their place. I like a sweet young thing myself. But uh, mm-hmm. we are missing out if we forget that life continues to get better. What about you, um, Jesse? Did you have any of this kind of um, education when you were just starting out that like, ah, oh, shit, happens. <laughs> you know, doesn't always go well. Any of that kind of just supportive information? No, not at all. Um, because sex sex ed for me was not really like it was, it was very basic um and also um it wasn't really talked about in my home when mm-hmm. I was growing up we did not have a lot of my my mom my mom did not have the conversation with me she made an appointment took me to the gynecologist and had the gynecologist explain it to me um, oh. That was how that went. Yeah. It wasn't until I was 35 that I met an older gentleman, and he was a pleasure dom, and he taught me things about my body I didn't even know I could do or I could experience or I could feel. Um but I do have to say something, you know, it's it speaks volumes about Steve that he is willing to be coachable. 
And I think there's a lot of young men out there who think, oh, you know what, having sex, having having a partner that I regularly um, have sex with is about me nutting and that's it. Yeah. And they aren't coachable to finding out. And, and women, I think a lot of girls too, um, are taught that you're just supposed to endure whatever comes about and you're not if – you, if you enjoy it, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. You're not yeah. supposed to ask for what you want. And I think that's a serious disservice that we do to young people by not having those conversations. Um, I'm 50 years old. And the days of me not not having good sex, those days are long gone. Yeah. <laughs> if I am engaging in an act with you, it's going to be pleasurable not just for you, but it's going to be pleasurable for me as well. That's um, right. That's right. So, and yeah. It, that, that's one of the reasons we're having these conversations to make that more readily available. I also applaud you, Steve, and, and it reminded me as Jesse was talking, I had a um, first-time partner um, not too long ago and was doing something that I just did not find pleasurable. In fact, it was kind of irritating at the time. Um, if we'd waited Further into my arousal cycle, you know, it, it might have been different, but it was just kind of irritating. And I had tried gently just kind of moving positions. And finally, I just said, you know, please don't do that. I don't like that. You know, let this, what you were doing earlier is so wonderful, trying to massage his ego. And the man just said to me, don't be silly. Every woman likes that. Oh, oh, no, not that argument. So So, how do you think the rest of that encounter went? Because I had been so good at holding my tongue and, um, you know, massaging his ego. And he responded to my gentle, you know, I, I was a, my gentle request that we can make this work for both of us with, wow, you don't know what you're talking about, Tandy. So, um, yeah, not everybody is as coachable, as open to new experiences as Steve. Um, Steve it, it has to be a mutual experience where both of you, especially if this is a, uh, a new lover, you're exploring their body, you're exploring what they like, and, and we're, we're all different. And, uh, I mean, I've had some women that love their nipples hitting hard, and I've had some that didn't want them to be touched. And yeah. the only way you find out is you ask, and yeah. what turns them on. Um, and when you come across with, well, they all love this, you know what, cars got an alternator, but they don't all, but you're not a car. Right. So, uh, yeah, that is a person that apparently hasn't gotten over themselves. Yeah, I very much agree with you, Steve, that um, male anatomy is simpler. And uh, some men are simple minded, but we won't go into that. Um, The anatomy is simpler. And so it's easier for a woman to figure out what to do to please most men. But even among men, there are huge differences in what they find pleasurable. Some don't oh, like, yes. um, you know, certain things touched. Others want them real firm. 
others like light. So, yeah, we need to talk to each other, folks. We need to talk. Listen, we're running out of time. Thank you so much, Alexis, for your story. Steve, for just being a wonderful dude. Jesse, I'm glad I got to meet you. Um, Have to say (laughs) goodnight. And so thanks to everyone who uh, participated. This is Candy, and you've been listening to The Box. Um, We meet here at 1130 every night, um, Eastern Standard Time. And um, our new website for The Box has just come up where you're going to be able to see um, past episodes and all sorts of cool new things. I ran us out of time, so I can't give you too much information on that. Uh, But you'll hear about it more this week. Um, Also, just come look inside Pandora's Fantasy Box. We have a special right now through Halloween, and we're going to help you live free. So good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, night, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.